From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Tuesday, December 29th. Recently, one of our producers, Lena Muhammad, did something a little bit different. She made a story about her love life. The story actually aired a couple weeks ago on the radio show This American Life, and we wanted to share it here, both because it's just a delightful story, but also because I think the holidays are a time when a lot of us get awkward questions from our families about our love lives. So here's the story. The next voice you'll hear is the host of This American Life, Ira Glass. Lena Muhammad turned 25 this July in maybe the last place that she expected to be, back at her parents' house in Texas. She had fought hard to get out of that home. Her parents are Palestinian with traditional values, and of the four kids in her family, Lena is the only one to move out before getting married. And without getting married, she moved away to pursue a career. Being independent is very important to her. But then, COVID hit. Lena explains what happened. After two months in lockdown alone, I thought I was doing okay. But... When I did a story for my job at the Washington Post where I admitted to a former prisoner who was kept in solitary confinement in Iran that I was losing my mind and did he have any advice on how I could cope? My boss gently suggested that maybe moving home to Texas, back in with my parents, was the way to go. It was a hard decision to make. To my surprise, being home was actually fun. I forgot how much my parents act like a comedy duo. They make fun of each other. When my dad, who I call Baba, misplaces his tools, he'll start yelling and gesturing wildly. Mama will start mimicking him until he realizes how ridiculous he looks and laughs. I'm their only child who grew up in both Jordan and the U.S., so the one thing they're in alliance on is making fun of how American I am. This was the good side of being home. The bad side? I was immediately reminded of all the ways my parents felt responsible for directing my life. Mama interrupted a work Zoom meeting to tell me to make my bed and walik mishan which means, please, for the sake of God, clean this dumpster. We also get into screaming matches about how I don't pray enough, which is a funny thing to scream about. And always, we fight about the fact that I am not yet married. I'd be fixing my hijab in the kitchen and she'd sneak up behind me. Lena, if you wear it high like that, your hairline will recede and you'll end up alone. What? I'm only trying to help. In her eyes, I should have gotten married by at least 23. And now I was about to turn 25, which sent Mama into panic mode. 25. For many Arab women like me, Turning 25 feels like the cutoff age for eligibility, especially if you come from a lower-class family, which I do. I grew up hearing about that age and fearing it. At 25, you start getting called Anis, which means spinster. Mama will say, do you think you're still young? Of course I'm still young. To which she'll respond, which means... Other girls your age have so many kids, it's uncountable. The thing is, they act like I don't want to get married, but I do. I want to find someone. In fact, I always imagined I'd be married by now. I just didn't want to do it the way my parents expected. A traditional arranged marriage. I thought it would happen naturally. It hasn't. I even almost got married when I was 19, but that was a disaster. Since then... 
I've tried my way. I've dated in college. I've also used Tinder, Bumble, Minder, which is the Muslim Tinder, and Muzzmatch, an unfortunately named Muslim dating app. It has not worked. One guy really understood the Arab side of me, but couldn't speak English. Another was so funny, but looked down on women who swore. The guy I was engaged to was charming, but so controlling that he was adamantly opposed to me interviewing men, which is hard when you're a journalist. After all that, I was still alone. So, a few weeks before my 25th birthday, when Mama got a call, seemingly out of the blue, about an eligible boy, I did something I'd never done before. I said, okay, I'll meet him. Partly to please her and get her off my back, and partly because I realized, if I was so bad at choosing for myself, who's to say my parents couldn't do better? So I agreed to a traditional setup. Our mothers arranged for our first date with both sets of parents in my family's living room. Mama helped me get ready. As I was getting dressed, she reminded me of all the things I couldn't do. Don't you dare tell him that you have PCOS. That's polycystic ovarian syndrome. It could make him worried you can't have kids. Don't bring up that you've taken antidepressants, have anxiety, or that you go to therapy. Or that you were married. It was technically just an engagement. Or that you've ever dated before. If he asks about any of this, change the subject. My date arrived. He was actually kind of cute in person. But it was awkward. I mean, our parents were on a date with us. Though, it became a rare glimpse into what my parents are like on dates. Mama, turns out, is an oversharer, and Baba is super chill. On these living room dates, I shouldn't be the one asking the questions because it's considered the man's job to initiate all conversation. But the guy isn't saying anything, so Baba jumped in, acting like my stand-in. He knows what I'm looking for in a guy, so all his questions were secretly related to my deal-breakers. Like, I want to be with someone who speaks Arabic. Baba started grilling him. How good is your Arabic? Can you read and write? His mom answered for him. Of course he can. Suddenly, the two parents were battling it out. Baba said, can you recite Qur'an? His mother jumped in. Yes, and his voice is so beautiful. The guy interrupted her. Actually, I can't. I burst out laughing. I was on the fence. This man wouldn't even make eye contact with me. Okay, so he's a shy guy. That means I'd have to drastically tone myself down. But then... When he told Baba that for his job, he can live and work anywhere, I got excited. Other guys had always expected me to give up my career and follow theirs. With this guy, I could keep my job and he could tag along. So what if we have nothing else in common? But then, his mom started talking to me. I was telling her about my life in D.C., blah blah blah, when she caught me off and said, Yeah, I saw that in the ad. My mind just completely stopped. The ad? I tried not to show her that I was clearly surprised, but in my head I was like, what the f*** is this woman talking about? What ad? I thought someone just happened to suggest to our mothers that we meet, but there was an ad? Mama, who clearly heard this too, acted like she didn't. They changed the subject, but by the time we got to coffee, it was all I could think about. 
As soon as they left, Mama explained it wasn't her who put the ad out. It was a friend, but Mama left it up and kept it from me because she thought I'd hate it. I found the ad. I hate it. It starts with a line of pink emoji flowers. An emoji I would never use, by the way. Then it reads, 25-year-old Palestinian, born in Jordan, living in the U.S. since 2012, studied here, beautiful, fair skin, blue eyes, veiled, beautiful. Blessed be the most gracious, there is no power except in Allah. She got married without sexual relations. That's referring to the engagement I broke off. Her request is a highly educated young man. Contact me for the mother's number. Serious inquiries only. Everything about it makes me cringe. The fact it exists, the details it includes. My eyes aren't even blue. I don't like what they're selling. My white skin, my lack of sexual relations. It doesn't include anything about me that I'm proud of or anything that actually mattered. The ad lays out so plainly the enormous gap between who I am and who I would need to be to match with someone in my community. The description of this Lena is so far from me, it kind of hurts to read. Looking at the ad, I realized I'm probably not going to find the partner I want. Someone who's in between true worlds in the ways I am, in the ways I want to keep being. It feels so final. I am 25 and there is no one for me. But for what it's worth, if I were to rewrite the ad, here's what it would say. Lina, 25, wants to become a foreign correspondent. Loves finding and making stories. She's religious in her own way. She fasts, but doesn't pray. She reads the Quran daily, but has smoked weed before. She has PCOS goes to therapy, has been depressed, has had anxiety, has a mustache, and a beard, will not relocate for a man's career, will not erase herself for your approval, worries this means she will end up alone. Lena Mohammed is a producer for Post Reports. This story was produced by This American Life for their 25th anniversary episode. We'll put a link in our show notes so you can hear the rest of the stories from that show, which were all about what it means to be 25. That's it for today's Post Reports. Thanks for listening. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, The Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.